Hi everybody, it's Tom from Cricket Coach 365 and welcome to our latest podcast. Hi everyone, it's Tom from Cricket Coach 365 and I'm joined by Ellie who was the inspiration behind this podcast series, our very first podcast guest and um, and my sort of marketing, social media and all-round um, supporter of uh, of this podcast series. Um, so, morning Ellie and thanks ever so much for, for getting up early and uh, being on the podcast. Yeah, morning Tom, no problem at all. It's It's great to be back on the podcast. Like you said, I was on the first episode and we're almost at 50 episodes now so it's been just incredible to see how the podcast has has developed and all the amazing guests that you've had on um so yeah great to be back and and great to have you know a good catch-up yeah well that's what I thought would be or we discussed would be a good idea to have a bit of a it's not exactly mid-season but early season catch-up um to have a chat through various aspects of uh, our involvement um, in the game, so whether it be playing, whether it be watching, um, whether it be discussing the anticipated summer of um, of cricket uh, based in the UK. Um, so yes, yeah, so so let's just uh, let's have a little bit of a, a chat. What maybe maybe I can ask you to begin with. Um, you know, you, you're a you're a Gloucestershire fan, aren't you? I am indeed. Yes, Gloucestershire fan. Yeah. So so what's been happening with Gloucestershire? It's been a really, really successful um, four-day campaign. You know, the I don't really want to call it a championship because, as we discussed earlier, it seems to be a bit different this year than with the sort of three, three groups. Um, but yeah, they're doing really, really well, top of the table, um, which is fantastic. It's been so good to see Gloucestershire just develop over the last five years or so. Really, when I was younger, Gloucestershire really were a very small county. And um, we've we've grown a lot, and we're attracting some really good players, overseas players. Um, you know, so yeah, it's been fantastic. It's been really good to see you know the progress in in this competition, and then hopefully in the in the shorter format, <clears throat> excuse me, in the shorter format coming up, hopefully we'll have some equal level of of success and good performances. Um, keep my fingers crossed for that because we've had some quite good sort of uh, you know couple of seasons in terms of the t- you know the twenty twenty. Um, competition and the um, the slightly longer one as well. So, yeah, exciting times. Um, I went on last Saturday to watch day three of the county championship match against Somerset, and um, slightly rain rain affected as it has really been all of this this month of May. We've had nonstop rain, I think, across the country, and it's affected quite a lot of the cricket. Um, but it was fantastic just to be back, um, you know, at the, at the county ground in Bristol watching cricket for the first time in. Well, over a year and a half, really, because just of the the timing of when you know cricket was, um, you know, l- you know, at the start of the pandemic. So yeah, about a year and a half since I've been to a stadium to watch any sport, really. So um, to be back to watch my um, my team, <laughs> my Gloucestershire team, um, yeah, it was fantastic. Really, really great day. Well, you're very lucky. I think um, I'd, I'd love to have that opportunity, and uh, you know, um, it's it's only been in recent weeks that crowds have been allowed back. So good for you for going yeah. to watch. Are there any um, particular players you'd recognise, uh, either sort of homegrown within Gloucestershire's ranks, or you mentioned there about overseas players that have stood out for uh, for the county this mm-hmm. year? Yeah, I mean, one thing about Gloucestershire um, is that we've really retained a lot of the players for a long period of time they've, they've stayed loyal to Gloucestershire and they've really grown and progressed through playing you know for Gloucestershire so you know James Bracey is a notable example he's just made the England test squad 
likely to make his debut um, in the first test against New Zealand. Um, he's been in fantastic form this season um, and it's just a reflection of, I think, all his hard work and, you know, he's been involved with the Lions, England Lions, and I think he was in the squad, wasn't he, um, fairly recently, one of the England series members yeah. last year. It didn't get a game. So he really deserves this opportunity and I'm really, really, yeah, as a Gloucestershire fan, it's just it's awesome to see someone in, in the Gloucestershire team in the England squad. Um, there haven't been many over the last sort of, well, decade or so since I've been following Gloucestershire. Not many, yeah, not many Gloucestershire boys in the in the England squad. Um, but he's been fantastic. Uh, Chris Dent has always been in good form, our left-handed opener. Um, can't believe he hasn't had an England call-up <laughs> in his career either. He co- constantly gets, a, you know, an average of, of, of 40 to 50 each, campi- each county championship year. And um, I feel like he'd be sort of a, similar to a Rory Burns sort of, role um but Rory Burns has still been backed for this next series um, despite his terrible hair yeah his yeah his hair is questionable um but <laughs> but a great player nonetheless really great player and he's been very consistent over a long period of time now so um yeah he definitely has deserved a, a call up to England um and in terms of bowlers David Payne's always very consistent um we've got Daniel Worrell who's an Aussie uh, who's our overseas um we've got Ryan Higgins all-rounder um, who we picked up from Middlesex a couple of years ago. He's just been fantastic for us ever since, uh, with the ball and the bat. Um, so, yeah, we've got a really good good group of players who have, like I said, been you know, very successful um, over the last, not even just this season, but the last, last sort of couple of seasons. Before the pandemic, we got into Div 1, so we won the Div 2 title. Um, so haven't had a chance to fully, I guess, experience being back into the, uh, the Div 1, um, but hopefully at some point after the pandemic when the sort of the divisions and groups I don't know sort of change up a bit um back to I guess more normal times pre-pandemic times um yeah we can see see the Gloucester in in Div 1 but yeah really good group of players lots of talent um all-rounders as well in the sort of middle order there so yeah really really promising I think Gloucestershire are one of those uh, uh, counties that do go below the radar a bit because they're not yeah. one of the biggest, uh, they're not one of the um, boldest in terms of, um, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have the, the financial clout um, of one of the, you know, the bigger ones like a Surrey uh, or, for example. Yeah. Um, so it's it's really great to hear some some names that perhaps, you know, people outside of Gloucestershire or the West Country, you know, don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, because... Uh, James Bracey's being called up to the England side. You know, cricket fans generally will have have heard his name, and I'm sure, you know, cricket cricket badgers of this world will already be aware of James Bracey. Even my 14 year old son um, knows James Bracey, but that's more because he's he's sponsored by uh, Miller Champion Hall, and and um, yeah, my son Charlie is as well. So he likes the fact that he's got Miller Champion Hall uh, bat, gloves, pads, etc., um, and he's a left hander. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's just great to hear about um, you know one of one of the I don't like saying smaller counties, but lesser lesser known counties, um, and and it's great that they're doing well. I mean, I, I've I've watched a little bit of or I've listened, I should say, to a little bit of county cricket on the radio, and um, I think it has um, it has sort of shown some some of those clubs like Gloucester, like a Durham. Um, who have surprised um, a lot of people, pundits and mm-hmm. um, and so on, t- uh, and, and done particularly well. I mean, one of the stalwart bowlers of uh, of Durham over the last few years is a guy called Rushworth, and he's just overtaken um, Graham Onion's club uh, or county record of first-class wicket haul uh, in a career um, spanning 
maybe 15 years or so. I think he's mid-30s. Um, uh, you know, he's taken over 530 wickets in the county championship. I mean, that's uh, first-class wickets, which is some achievement for a you know for a bowler uh, in this day and age when it's becoming more and more of a a batter's game. Um, yeah. And then I think um, for Nottinghamshire, um, it's it's brilliant to see Hasim Hamid um return to form, and he's just been called up because of a couple of injuries into the England squad. Um and you know he's he's somebody who grew up in in our neck of the woods, um, for, you know it's kind of Bolton uh, Manchester way, uh, got into the uh, the Lancashire academy system, and then was plucked out of that to go to India and open the batting for England with Alistair Cook, um probably about seven or eight years ago, um and did really well and people compared him to boycott of all place of all people and uh, and then he just fell off the radar because. Having had that exposure into the international scene, done well, went back into the county setup, did all right, and then just totally and utterly couldn't find a run, uh, and it, and you know even the uh, even Paul Allett, the, uh, the the Lancashire chairman, went on record to say they've tried everything uh, to get him to rediscover his form, um, because he's got you know loads of talent, uh, but they just failed to be able to unlock that um, that piece of whatever it was uh, that was missing. Um and so yeah. they they released him and they released him to, uh to to Knotts and you know he's I think it's not not I'm if I get that wrong it's uh it's either Knotts or Leicestershire but I'm pretty sure it's Knotts and he it's uh, Knotts I think yeah and he's uh he's just I mean he he scored I think he scored two hundreds against uh, my county Worcestershire in one game um or very nearly and uh, he's he's got a boatload of runs at the start of the season and it's not been the easiest because of um conditions. Uh, as you alluded to so you know good on him shows a heck of a lot of mental toughness and resilience yeah I mean to come back from I mean the highs and the lows he must have had so far in his career like you said I think he was I think he was 19 um, when he first had his England debut which yeah he was a teenager yeah it was just amazing it's remarkable Um, and to have that high of just being in the team and doing well and being compared to the, the greats of the game and then it really falling falling off and not quite continuing on that momentum he felt like he'd potentially gained and you know being released by I guess his, his boyhood club Lancashire I mean he mm. said he, I think it was the club he'd been at his, his whole life so that in itself is really tough mm. um, to sort of rebuild yourself you know and to get to the point now where he's being recalled back into the team that takes remarkable mental strength like you said and I really admire that and I think he's an inspiration for young cricketers around the country um, if they're going through maybe they, one season, they don't score as many runs as they'd like. Well, look at someone like Hamid. You know, he had a couple of years of that at least, and look where he's at now. He's managed to bounce back and be back in the England team. So it just shows that persistence is key, isn't it? And just keeping going, keeping going, and it will eventually get better. And for him, you know, for Hamid, it has. And like you said, this season he scored, you know, so many runs, and he's been rewarded for that with his his selection back into the England squad. So yeah, yeah, good luck to him. Fantastic. Yeah, good luck to him and and also to Bracey and you know and and everyone else involved. And what what are your thoughts and and predictions as far as the the upcoming Test series is concerned against New Zealand? Because they're a a very very underrated um, side yeah. with with a lot of talent. What what's what's your yeah. views on on how that's going to go? I think it's going to be a really interesting series because, like you said, I, I do think New Zealand are a really good side um, and they're often underrated. They've got some really good players. Uh, especially bowlers, their bowling attack is is really really good. I was watching, it was during the pandemic. I can't remember who they were playing. Um, 
think it might have been Sri Lanka. Can't remember now, but the New Zealand bowling attack was just remarkable. Really quick and accurate, and wicket take. You know, took so many wickets that you know the especially sort of the opening bowlers. I think is it Tim Southey. Yeah. And um, yeah, a couple of those really open opening bowlers are really really quick, um, and they were fantastic in that series I watched. Um, so I think it'd be interesting because. Yeah, one, I think they're an underrated team and they've got a lot of talent. I think they might surprise a few people, New Zealand. But also, our squad is is somewhat different to, to our usual squad. You know, we've got noticeable emissions in, in terms of people that have just come back from the IPL. So, Butler, um, Bairstow, I know he's been in and out, but obviously he's just come back from the IPL. Um, ben Stokes, broken finger. Joffre Archer just had surgery on his elbow that's been causing him trouble for, for some time. Um so we've got some some big players that are missing, um, and it'll be really interesting to see if the likes of James Bracey sort of take on that uh, mm. that challenge, I guess, of um, filling filling the gaps of some really big players that we've we've relied on over the last couple of years. Really, you know, England Butler, Stokes, Archer. Um, so it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be a good opportunity for yeah people like Bracey to um, to come in and and um, and hopefully perform and. and um, and try and fight for, for their opportunity in the team when the likes of Butler and Stokes and Archer are available for selection again. So I think it's going to be a really interesting series. I think it'd be good for the sort of the selectors, I guess, to see what works, what doesn't, you know, in terms of middle order, they stick with, you know, Rory Burns and, um, is it Crawley at the top? No, it's yeah. not Crawley. He comes in three or so. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's probably a lot no, of combinations. Sibley, it's Sibley. Sibley, Sibley and, and, and Burns and, and cruelly and yeah so it's going to be interesting to see what sort of combinations they go for and especially the bowling attack you know mm. our, you know our Joffre up with a big big character and a fantastic player and it's going to be a big loss so mm. who's going to fill um I know Overton's in the squad um I think it's Craig Overton so he bowled really really well uh, against Gloucestershire um last weekend um so will he get a game potentially um so yeah lots of questions really in terms of selection who's going to make that that uh, that final eleven, um, but yeah, it will be a really exciting series, I think. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to to it as well, and I, you know, my um, my favourite Test um, batsman at the moment. Um, well, it's very close, but Kane Williamson is um, is very much up there, and uh, I think he's a a fantastic captain, leader, and I think he's just a great human being, really. Um, so yeah. I think. Um, it'd be great great to see uh, him and Root uh, take to the field and. Um, and do battle, uh, but in it, but you know, maintaining the the spirit of cricket, which that which I think both of those two lads um, do. And I, I would have liked, yeah. you know, as as a quick aside, a bit of a joke, but as as a forty plus year old uh, guy, I would have loved to have seen uh, Darren Stevens um, given a given a call up because he's um, I think he's forty five, forty three or forty five, yeah. and, and uh, yeah. he has, continues to take wickets um, with his little dibbly dobbly. Uh, seamers but uh, you know smashed 190 uh, last week off yep. some something ridiculous in terms of strike rate hit 16 fours and 16 sixes and I think what was even more remarkable when he came to the wicket uh, it was something like 120 for eight and they managed to get three just over 300 so in that last partnership or last two wickets he got ninety five percent of the runs um, and then went and got Labashain out for the second time this season so um, yeah. I, I'm sure a few people were just tempted to kind of 
put a rumour out there that maybe we could get Darren Stevens a, a test cap. Um, but uh, obviously uh, that's that's not happened. So, But he, he should get some recognition because he's just, uh, yeah. the last few years, he's got better with age actually um, yeah. and, and, and plays to his strengths, which I think is so important at every level um, and uses the... Um, the you know the, the the English conditions from a bowling perspective to his advantage. Um, mm-hmm. So I think he definitely yeah. deserves a bit of recognition. Uh, what about the hundred? How excited are you about the the hundred? Which was, you know, it's the ECB's um, baby, as it were. Um, you know, it was supposed to start last year, but because of the pandemic, it it uh, it got put back. It got postponed. Uh, slightly, uh, they've changed it slightly. I think so that um, my understanding is that uh, the women's uh, 100 will take place on the same day in fact they'll play before the men um yeah. each uh, each time the fixtures uh, take place this this summer so so uh, how excited are you about the upcoming 100 yeah i'm very excited i know it's um it's been somewhat controversial hasn't it the 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 decision to create this new sort of format of you know the 100 balls um you know the 100 so um i think um, I think it, it's going to prove a lot of people wrong. I think it's going to be a really exciting competition. I know, as a cricket fan and someone who's played for a long, you know, fairly long time, it is. It's quite. I guess it's. It's interesting to sort of see this new format and whether it works or not. And I'm 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 quite traditional in that I, I like the the formats we have now. Um, but I can see the ECBs. I can see their plan for it. I can see their sort of desire to get more just more people involved. It'd be fun, exciting, and shorter and quicker. I, I understand that. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting, exciting, you know, hopefully, you know, obviously we're still in the pandemic and whether we can get the international players, overseas players over to play in the teams that they said they'd play for, I don't know. I did hear that a few of the women's players have already said that they won't be coming over. Um, some of the Australian, mm. um, and Kiwi, um, women have said they're not coming over. Um, Sophie Devine, Rachel Haynes, oh, no. um, they're not able to come over, um, due to the pandemic. So um, be interesting to see if we can still get as many overseas players as possible. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be exciting. Got a couple of friends playing in it as well. Um, so Danny, Danny Gibson, who's been on this podcast, is playing for the London Spirit, um, and Nat Rafe is playing for the Welsh Fire. Both um, who have played played for um, Gloucestershire. Yeah, I played with them for five six years when I was at Gloucestershire. So um, crazy just to see the progress they've made, and incredibly proud of both of them. They you know representing. Um, Gloucestershire, I mean, they, they both play for different counties now, but they grew up playing for Gloucestershire. So, um, yeah, it's fantastic to sort of um, follow their progress. And, yeah, I think it's a, a different, you know, a different competition, but definitely still exciting. And I hope it goes well for the ECB because, obviously, it's been put back a year since when they initially wanted to start it. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to watching it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think... I think um it does divide opinion i think that uh, there's yeah. uh, for every um sort of person who promotes the um, you know the, the potential upside of um of this as a new tournament there's a there's an argument against it um, and and i and i'm on the fence a little bit but i'm i'm open to being persuaded and hope that it becomes you know an exciting uh, feature in the cricketing calendar um i'm not i'm not convinced by the ecb's um pr that it's um its potential to generate uh, profit um, is as significant as they make it out to be. Um, and uh, I've just read a really interesting article in The Cricketer um, about the outgoing uh, Surrey chief exec who argued vociferously that 
those numbers just don't stack up and and actually county cricket um can still turn a profit for uh for clubs um mm-hmm. but um but i think you know we've got to give it a try and it certainly uh caught the attention of of international players it's 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 true you say that as you say that um unfortunately beyond anyone's control the pandemic is is prohibiting or, or preventing certain players from traveling but you know it's also attracting fantastic coaches and you know um i know we're going to talk a little bit later about gary kirsten and and he you know he's probably one of the top five coaches in, in international cricket um anywhere in the world and you know he's he's coming over to um to, to be part of the or if not the head coach of um of the Glamorgan franchise um so um so yeah it, it it's certainly going to have a lot of uh commercial attention and, and let's let's see if it's as exciting as um as, as we hope it will be yeah i think it will be um and like you said the it's really attracted these big overseas stars and it's mirrored the ipl really in terms of i remember the sort of the um the auction and the sort of the bidding i remember mm. that bit when they sort of filmed that that was quite exciting uh and you know the, the t20 blast attracts overseas players but it doesn't attract the likes of warner williamson you know the big um the bigger players um arguably the bigger players um and the hundred has the hundred has attracted them to come over and play so you know i i think it is it is going to be good for, for for the game in terms of you know as as an audience and as fans being able to watch really good quality players from all over the world join together in a team and and play some probably very exciting cricket with it just being 100 balls i mean it's just gonna gonna be crazy it's gonna be interesting to see what what the new good score is or you know how the bowlers react to it and yeah it's all all very new but still very exciting well i I think i think cricket is you know you, you talked about being a bit of a traditionalist and you know, I possibly am as well, but I think it's it's great to show a bit of innovation, and yeah. you know, um, so so in that respect, I think the ECB and and all of its um, partners should be uh, given a you know pat on the back, and it's it's not, you know a hundred balls is not it's, it's no T twenty is only twenty balls more, um, yeah. but but you're right to say it is attracting um, you know m- more high caliber players to come both from the men's game, but and also we shouldn't forget the women's game. You know, the women's game is yeah. being given even equal exposure as best as possible i think yeah. um i'm not sure what the pay structure is but you know the, there's it's true to say now that you know as as professional cricketers um the opportunities to go and play franchise cricket uh, have never been as good um so yeah. you know yes it's it's a you know we could do, we could do another podcast on the on the mental health challenges and the um you know the struggles of trying to maintain relationships um when you're traveling out of a suitcase pretty much um you know eight months out of 12 but it's what we've also got to remember is that professional cricketers have only got a very short window in which to um yeah. you know to to make their careers and to be financially yeah. secure so um it's never been as there's never been as many opportunities as there are now to go and play franchise cricket even with the pandemic um you know there there are still opportunities to go and play in different tournaments around the world and i i think that's um that's great for the game uh, great for uh, the players uh, great for the fans um yeah. and uh, you know long long may it continue and you know for you, you know someone who really tries to promote uh, young um cricketers getting into the game if they then get the opportunity to uh, to get a pro contract um 
and they get the chance to go and play some white ball cricket in a totally different part of the world because of their talent playing cricket. Um, you know, might have grown up in a, you know, back street, um, you know, northern town in England, and yet they're going to then going to play in a a T ten or a T twenty or a, a hundred ball tournament somewhere else in a in an exotic part of the world. Good for them. I think that's that's fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a very it's a very interesting time for cricket, and there's there's lots written about. Um, oh, we've got to maintain the uh, the. Um, you know the game as far as red ball cricket is concerned, and 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 I am a ha- I happen to be an absolutely massive uh, supporter of Test match cricket being you know the the pinnacle, um, but I think white ball cricket adds to it rather than takes it away in 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 most respects. Um, so so let's see how we get on with the hundred. Um, so I was I was going to um, you've not played uh, any any club cricket this this summer, but I was going to you know perhaps share a little bit of my insights into. Uh, club world um you know for for a few minutes and you know please ask any questions as we go so you know i if that's okay i'm gonna so so i i'm chairman of junior cricket at, at our local club and so um the pandemic certainly is has had that impact this year in fact if anything it's probably had more of an impact this year than it did last year uh, but one of the things that i noticed last year was the um how it all it, how by, by coming back to cricket it brought people to, closer together and and forged even yeah. stronger friendships that uh, had been you know uh, being built in the background previous previously or prior to the pandemic this year um that's that isn't different but what is different is that um we've had people still a little bit um anxious about whether they want to play uh, this is juniors i'm talking about and seniors but also um the, the football association, the rugby league um, associations have continued their season or extended their season, I should say, by an extra six to eight weeks, which has meant that kids have had this really difficult uh, choice or decision to make. Um, and because football and rugby were open to play before cricket were, uh, they voted with their feet. And and, and for, many, for many of the kids that I coach, uh, that's meant they're playing far less cricket and uh, and I think that's a a potential risk to losing them to the game, um, and which has been prompt, yeah, pretty much come as a result of um, the the pandemic situation that we've all been facing. Um, that being said, and and even despite the really rainy May that we've had, um, it's it's still fantastic to see um, those friendships flourish, uh, those you know those smiley faces when somebody does something that they they're really happy about. Um, at junior level and and see you know youngsters uh, given an opportunity within the club environment to play senior cricket because um you know once you turn 13 um if you get the opportunity to to be selected for seniors then um then they can start to get a bit of experience in that format and that that is um brilliant to see um whether whether it's a boy or a girl um uh, being able to to play um, amongst adults against adults and get that experience of playing as well a longer format, which you know there isn't enough of that um, at junior level. I think that playing exclusively T Twenty, we've just been talking about the advantages of it, but I think there is a a limitation um, on um, on kids playing just T Twenty 
up until maybe you know 15 16 in, in some cases uh, and then only just getting exposed to you know 40 50 over cricket at that age i think they they should be given an opportunity even if they're not in the county pathway system uh, before that to to have a bit of a a go at it uh, but it, it, I mean, it, it is what it is, and we know it. You know, we know that cricket takes a long time for for the games to take place. Um, we did, we did have a pre-season um, hundred game where, before the evenings were light enough for the game to be finished, um, we did we decided on a hundred ball rather than T um, twenty. We bowled at one end uh, as opposed to both ends, um, and it was it was definitely faster. Um, and you know the the kids didn't seem to uh, feel as though there was any detrimental um, effect, uh, and we got the game in when if we'd have played T Twenty we probably wouldn't have uh, finished because it would have got uh, too dark. Um, so there've been some some interesting uh, some less interesting lessons and observations, and then All Stars and Dynamos, which are the the, the youngest age group, um, neither of which unfortunately got off the ground last year because of the pandemic. We we've seen a an absolute deluge of uh, interest and registrations up and down the country uh, for all stars in particular um, just what's been so frustrating is that uh, the the weather has curtailed um, or, or sort of certainly put it um, put put on hold for many clubs the opportunity to um, to, to do their all stars program but um, we've got a bit of good weather I think uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks so um, for everybody up and down the country who are running all stars, I'm sure they're they're really praying for a bit of sun and and get those, get those little ones out and their turquoise t-shirts and 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 have some fun um, hitting hitting balls and and throwing balls and and catching. So, uh, so that's that's been um, that's been probably the the highlight for me is you know in amongst the rain um, having the opportunity to see all these youngsters five five year olds. Uh, through to eight-year-olds um, you know playing cricket having fun enjoying it for the first time in many cases and they are literally they are the future of the game and if they can if they can be hooked at age five and you know come 10 years time uh, playing club cricket maybe involved in county and getting into senior cricket that that is the, the the future of the game so we we in club world have to you know really support that that initiative that program as much as we can and yeah we're trying to do our bit yeah fantastic you know the all-stars and the, and the dynamos it sounds like something that i would have loved when i was younger um you know for me it how i got into cricket was with my like after school club at school um but i'm for sure know that if you know i'd had the all-stars or the dynamos i i would have loved to have done that as well so it's only going to do good things for for cricket and getting people involved um and hopefully then they stay in the game and um they join you know join the local club and potentially even then county you know and then and then further on if if they if they can so yeah it all sounds fantastic and i'm really glad that i know the weather's been very frustrating you know up and down the country but but the all-stars and the dynamos programs are just gonna be fantastic um and um yeah sounds like it's going going really well yeah no it it's good it's good to uh to be back and um it 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 just feels uh, so much better when the weather's good, um, which we can't control. So, uh, as I say, this weekend the forecast is good. So, hopefully, everyone up and down the yeah. country um, involved in all stars and and any kind of cricket will in the club world um, will will get a lot of cricket in. Um, from a coaching point of view, uh, I've, it's been an interesting start to the season because not only my coaching, you know, with my um, independently as you know, cricket coach three six five. 
but I've um I started doing some coaching with uh, with a men's team um in in Altrincham just on the outskirts of uh, of Manchester uh, which has been great fun um first time there as a club they've invested in a in a in a coach to come and help them uh, they run two uh two senior teams and uh, they do, they have a team on on a Sunday as well I think um and they're trying to rebuild their their junior infrastructure so uh, getting a coach in has been one of their uh, objective strategically um and i've really enjoyed that so far again despite being um interfered with by the weather a bit but um we're getting there down there last night and you know really great atmosphere so so that's been good and then um i've been really really fortunate to get on this uh gary kirsten uh, coach ed uh, elite coaching um course which has just been amazing and uh, the the kind of people that are on that course um it, it's like you know being a um a kid in a candy shop as americans would say um because um you know i'm sitting alongside people who've who are actually um you know leading or head coaches at uh, at international level now so shane berger who's the uh, scotland head coach um he's an example and then um Mornay Morkel, international cricketer, who's just um, wow. Uh, he he's he's not playing at the moment, but basically because he lives in Australia and the travel restrictions that you've already alluded to. Um, Matt Wood, uh, former Yorkshire first class cricketer, now um, representative of the PCA, uh, the players um, the players union, uh, professional players union, and then. Um, just a bunch of other people that uh, from all over the world, but you know a lot from a lot from South Africa, but not exclusively. All of whom have got this incredible uh, passion for the game, uh, but but from a perspective of the opposite to ego, you know. So 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 much about developing others, not about developing their own reputation. Um, and I think that's representative of. What my observation of Gary Kirsten's um, value system is, which is all about humility, and um, it's it's all about creating an environment. He, he calls it, um, you know, you're faci- you're a facilitator of as a coach. Your your role is to facilitate the development of others and to create an environment where you can help um, that individual, those players, um, you know, be the best they can be. And I, I think that's a, a fantastic uh, philosophy. Um, so yeah, it's early days, and it's going to be it's going to be quite an intensive twelve weeks. Uh, but I'm I feel very very honoured and privileged to be in that group and in as part of their community and learning so much. Um, so yeah, uh, so so that I'm really enjoying that, and I probably might I might start a little bit of a an update on uh, online just every week as to you know top line learnings maybe one or two things and share some insights because. Every time I um we've only done two weeks as I say but each time we kind of uh, sit down it's like oh my god there's so many notes here because there's so many little nuggets um and uh, you know and having we even have a one to one with Gary Kirsten so I mean that's that's a privilege in itself yeah that's absolutely fantastic I'm so pleased you've had the opportunity to be able to to be a part of it and um, wow the likes of Morning Morkel I mean I grew up with him just being one of the best bowlers in the world um, so that must just feel like such an honour to be alongside 
yeah, and he's, that. it's just incredible. Well, he, he's he's another example of of someone who's who's so humble. I mean, literally, he's a gentle giant. And but I, um, well, I'll just very quickly tell you this story because one of the scenarios we were presented with yesterday, and I'm and I'm sure you'd have an opinion on this as well as any of our listeners would do. So, uh, Gary posted this question, um, which was, "Who would you choose as being the best exponent of a straight drive out of these four international batters, and why?" And the four he, he selected were Kane Williamson, Joe Root, Virat Kohli, um, Steve Smith. Is that right? Kane Williamson, Steve Smith, Virat Kohli. Uh, no, it wasn't Joe Root. It was um, Baba Azam. And, uh, yeah. and so, um, you know, there were 20 of us on the group and there was a kind of a a kind of a, a winner if there was you know but it wasn't about that it's about opinions and uh but you know but out of interest the the, the one that most people chose was Kane Williamson um mm -hmm. uh, but when I when I asked my son uh Charlie who's 14 who's a real you know cricket nut uh and plays himself um what his view was he said Steve Smith he he felt that Steve Smith was the best exponent um and he said because he keeps his eyes level at point of release or something like that and um but he he then said straight away, why don't you ask Mornay Morkel, because he's probably bowled against all those players. So from from a bowling point of view, it would be interesting to hear what his views were. So I thought, well, in for a penny, in for a pound. So after the the webinar, I messaged it uh, Mornay Morkel separately, and he called me up from Australia, uh, to say, um, you know, thanks for asking me, um, and you know my views are are this, and uh, but he he actually went on to say. For him, bowling against players of that quality, you know you've got to be on the uh, on the money and be consistent because uh, they're just going to punish you. But he, he also he also added that in his career, that the players he feared the most were those who uh, could literally destroy you from nowhere. You know, just go through the gears and and all of a sudden just you know you're you're out of the uh, the bowling attack because you just your figures are just being ruined. Um, and so people like a Matthew Hagen, uh, Hayden or a Ricky Ponting uh, or a Verenda Sawag, he, you know, mentioned those those kind of players who just go out, go through the gears without any notice, notification at all. And so, yeah, he talked about that and just said, look, anytime your son wants to give me a call, no problem. So I just thought, amazing, you know, that how would how would I have ever predicted this was going to be the case? But um, yeah, that that's what happened just yesterday. Amazing. That, that really is incredible. And I guess it's an example of, you know, you're in this amazing sort of group of people and the opportunities that come from that and the network mm. that comes from that, the people you're now in contact with. Um, that I bet a couple of months ago you never thought you'd be on, on the phone with Morning Morkel. No. <laughs> Which is just amazing. Absolutely incredible. Well, I think I think that the, the thing is that they, what they're trying to do is they're trying to share their resources, um, their insights, their experiences, and then bring a group of people together that... Um, they feel will do the same so so it really is a community and a network um, and, and that's and that's what you know maybe it's appropriate to kind of uh, finish off by saying from a, a cricket coach 365 um, point of view that's what we're trying to do you know we're trying to um, to grow a community online um, by uh, keeping the dialogue around cricket flowing and to exchange ideas exchange uh, opinions share experiences knowledge and skills for the betterment of everybody not keeping it you know close to our chest so um yeah this this podcast series is an example of that um our our facebook group community is is exactly the same um 
and uh, I, I know even the the coaching cards that uh, that I've designed, um, you know, are for the benefit of players and coaches, and you know, we we still really want to to see um people using those cards, and if they've not got them, to to give them a give them a look and 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 have a have a try of them. At, uh, you can just do that by by looking at cricketcoach three six five dot co dot uk, um. And you know those people who have got them to to do you know to share some video once the the sun shines share some video of uh of of the coaches and the players enjoying uh the experience that uh that we fundamentally believe these cards will uh provide um so yeah it is all about community and and the cricket community is a wonderful one as you know yeah it it really is wonderful and yeah if everyone can can get behind you know not just your cards but the message behind you know, Cricket Coach 365, you really want to inspire the next generation of players and to help support coaches and players um, through your cards. Um, so, yeah, all the information about the cards is on the Instagram. So it's cricket underscore coach 365. I'm pretty sure that's the Instagram. Um, but yeah, you'll find it, Cricket Coach 365. And um, yeah, we've got loads of posts on there explaining the breakdown of the different sort of categories within the cards and how you can use them and, and um, you know, there's, yeah, there's so much information on Instagram and also the website, like you just said, Tom. So if anyone's got any questions or anything, just send a, a message on Instagram. And I'm sure Tom would be very happy to answer any questions. Um, and yeah, but all the information is on the social media, um, as well as lots of different photos from, you know, Tom, your experience as a coach and, um, and yeah, lots of different sort of content on that social media. So go and give it a follow. Go and buy a pack of cards because um, they're fantastic. I'm not biased, but I've tried them. I've, I've seen the card and they're fantastic. Um, so, yeah, everyone get behind it. But I hope the listeners have enjoyed today, sort of a bit more of a sort of a catch up between the both of us and um, talking about upcoming, upcoming, exciting, I guess, news within cricket, you know, the 100 and the, the test series coming up. And it's been great to hear, you know, your insight as a coach, you know, with women club cricket and, you know, especially the, the Dynamos and the All-Stars and, and how that's going. So, yeah, I hope, I hope the listeners have found it found it good to sort of yeah hear our opinions on on lots of different things involved in cricket. Thanks, Ellie. And uh, yeah, what we're hoping to do is uh, to to have guests um, with us for the next few weeks to take us to our fiftieth episode um, with the the lives in cricket, focusing on women and girls. Uh, and if if any listeners um, are keen to come on as a guest please um let us know or if they they think of anybody and would like to recommend anybody then then also please let us know because um uh, the, the more the merrier uh, and for anyone who has listened hopefully you'll be able to understand that it's very informal very relaxed um and it's and it's all about giving that individual an opportunity to enjoy the experience themselves um so ellie uh, thanks ever so much for your time today as always a pleasure to chat with you um and uh look forward to um to catching up again soon yeah awesome thanks for having me tom thanks for listening everybody as a reminder each cricket coach 365 podcast will be released every friday at 6 p.m on spotify and apple play after listening please leave us a positive review on spotify and share it with your friends and contacts You can also follow us on Instagram at cricket underscore coach 365. Have a great day.